Wow, that was so good, Karen. That was so fitting with what the Lord's been sharing with me. And so, um, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. I'm really excited about what he's been sharing with me. So that was so fitting that that's what he put on your heart to do was surrender. And so, yeah, that's what the Lord's been um, showing me. And I feel like um, this is where so many people are at in right now with what's going on is um, having, you know, surrendering, whether it be finances or health or work or marriages or kids. It's just a place where a lot of people are right now. And I'm just excited that the um, Lord trusted me into releasing this. So um, I looked up what surrender is, and it's defined as ceasing to resist, to submit, to agree to stop fighting, hiding, and resisting. Wow. Who can really do that on their own? I can't. Every time I've tried, I've failed several times. So that was just interesting to me to, like, submit everything. What does that really mean, everything? The hardest part for me with surrendering was my kids and my finances. And so... Um, with my kids, I always wanted to control things, and I felt like if I controlled it and I controlled their life and put them in a bubble, they wouldn't have to go through things I went through. Um, and so I kind of like tell them how to do things and control what they were doing. And um, a few years ago, they went through hard times, drugs, alcohol, um, a lot of hard times. And uh, I prayed, I cried. I, I was on my knees, and I was like, I'm doing all the things, Lord. I submitted them to you. I've cried. I've reached out. I've interceded, everything. And one night, I was on my knees, and I was like, Lord, nothing's happening. What am I doing wrong? And the Lord said, well, if you take your hands off, I can do it. So in my mind, I thought I had surrendered, but I hadn't surrendered. And the Lord told me. And I was like, okay, I surrender. I give them to you. He was like, they're mine before they were yours. And when I was trying to control and do things, he couldn't have his hand in it. So the minute I took my hands off, things began to move. My kids started breaking addiction. They started um, making phone calls. I had a kid that didn't talk to me for nine months. Um, and so things started happening. And every day I would just say, Lord, they're yours. I'm going to surrender them. And so, wow. That's a hard one to surrender your kids, isn't it? It's a hard one. But they're not ours. They weren't ours first. We're supposed to just um, equip them, teach them, and send them out. And that's a hard one. Whew. Surrendering is going to show complete faith in him and belief in his promises, just like a child. And in Matthew 18, 3, it says, Truly, I tell you, unless... You change your ways and become like children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. That's why I loved when y'all put me in the nursery. Because I'll try and keep it together and not cry. <laughs> I just love being in there because when I look at those kids, it's so much faith and trust that they put in me. Like our kids, when they're born, we have to teach them how to eat and change their diapers and walk. And so they've put everything into us that we're taking care of them. They trust us no matter what we do, they trust us. 
And that's like that in the nurseries. I get to see what childlike faith is being in the nursery. It's, it's just so beautiful. And um, so if you're not in the nursery, come join me. <laughs> and if you are, you will be wrecked. I'm wrecked in there every week that I'm in there. They show me something new, and it's just amazing. And so when I asked the Lord, what, what should we surrender? He said, everything. Everything. It's giving up control. Because when we really try and control it, it kind of controls us. When we give up all of our worries, we give God room to wield his arm to our lives. Hmm. <laughs> when we put conditions on our surrender, it closes the window to God. And he gave me a vision of this. He likes to show me visual. And I don't know if any of y'all did this, but I did as a kid. I snuck out the window a lot. Um, and so he showed me a window that was half open. And so he's like, you want to surrender, but how are you going to let me in when the window's half, half open? You have to open it fully and let me come in. And so when we're half surrendering, he can't come in and do what he needs to do to us. And sometimes we think that we've surrendered everything like me. I thought, I gave it all to God, and I stand up there every day, and I praise him, and I worship. But in my heart, I really hadn't surrendered my kids, and I hadn't surrendered my finances because I was still trying to control it. And so that was, a, that was an interesting visual um, where God provides. God provides where he, where he guides. So where we allow him, he's going to come in. And, and take control when we allow him, um, when we let him. But when we put conditions on it, we are not letting him do it. Sometimes when we give it to God, we sometimes take it back. We get impatient or a lack of trust. And um, I found that when I do that, it's because I'm not spending enough time with him in private place. And so it's like, um, I'll... Here, here's, here's my finances, Lord. And this bill's due by Friday. You got till Friday to do it. <laughs> you know, we all do that. Like, Lord, okay, Friday's come and went, and now you haven't given it to me. And now it's like, okay, give it. I'll figure out how to do it. And it's like, but you gave it to me, and you're impatient. His timing is perfect. It's not our timing. It's his timing. But he always, always comes through. He's so faithful with that. And so sometimes when we take it back, it's like, Okay, we got impatient, but did we really just say, okay, here, I gave you that. Now I'm going to go sit in quiet time, and I'm going to let you talk to me, and I'm just going to give it all to you no matter what happens. And, um, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a hard one to give. And um, I remember talking with someone, and they asked me a question, and that question stuck with me when I said, I try and surrender. I give it all to him, and he's, you know, finances was one. And she told me, if you lost your job, you lost your house, and you lost your money, would you still praise him? I didn't have to hesitate. Yes. Then why are you holding on to it? Because no matter if you're in a box or you're in a house, he's still good. Whether we're in a bad season or in a good season, he's still good. His word doesn't change. He doesn't change. Um, wow. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. That's such a good one. Because when we try and lean on our own and figure it out, we can mess up the miracle. 
So when we try and figure out things, maybe we're blocking a blessing that he's trying to give us because we're trying to control it. Um, and sometimes when we're waiting on the Lord, we're like, Lord, where are you? He's sitting there going, where are you? I'm waiting on you. Many times I've been like, Lord, you didn't show up. And he's like, well, you didn't either. So that was a, a, a moment, you know, where you kind of that the fear of the Lord. You're like, oh, okay. My father just scolded me and I felt that one. <laughs> um, but surrendering's a lifestyle daily. And for me, it's, um, I had to do some things moment by moment or day by day. And um, my kids, sometimes it was moment by moment. You know, Lord, they're yours. And then they would do, something would pop up and they'd be like, nope, I got to control it. No, I caught myself. Now it's moment by moment. And every day I would get up and say, Lord, they're yours. Lord, they're yours. And I still do that. I get up and I say, this day is yours, Lord. Whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever happens, happens. And it's your will, not mine. And so it becomes um, a daily thing. And eventually it gets easier and it becomes moment to day to week to month to year you know and that's more the more time you spend with him and the more time you know the father it's also a choice not a feeling and that's something that I think a lot of us mix up a choice and a feeling so when you choose to surrender our feelings can get in the way because we're so worried and stressed about our kids or our job or our health that our feelings are taken over and not, you know, not him. And so we have to make that a priority and a choice. And your flesh has to die daily. That was something I had to really work on. Like, what does that really mean to your flesh die daily? That means that you can't live in your feelings. You've got to live in the spirit, not in the natural, because sometimes what we see in the natural is not at all what's going on in the spirit. So I had a, a really hard one with that. Whew. He's just, he's so good. He's been so good. The enemy seeks every day to cloud our mind with worries, doubts, and fears. James 4, 7 says, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And it doesn't just say resist the devil. It says resist your thoughts that are not his. Resist your fear, because we all know that's not from the Lord. Resist, resist the lies that he's telling you. Resist any doubts that he's telling you. You know, doubts that your kids aren't going to make it or your kids aren't gonna survive or your kids aren't gonna be good kids or your finances aren't gonna get paid or your jobs not you know it, it's resisting all of those thoughts and that's something I had to learn to take captive like when that thought came in it's like nope it's not what the word says my God is faithful and I'm giving it to him and I would walk away and say nope devil you tried but it ain't happening today my famous term was not today Satan <laughs> so um and that becomes Something easier. Um, my sister used to always tell me to surrender, and I'm like, not everybody can do that as easy as you. And then it's, it's like a process you learn, and I had to learn that by spending time with him and knowing him that it is a process that we all can do. 
We all can do, and it's a choice, and we all still go through it every day. And so, um, yeah, God, he's so good. He's been so good. True surrender is not simply surrendering of our external life, but our will. God will not force a person into surrender because we all have free will, and it's a choice we have to make. That good old free will we have to make. (laughs) He's never going to come into a place he's not invited. He's not going to come into a place and try and force you to give everything to him. You're going to have to be willing to make that choice to do it. And when you make that choice and you sit in his presence at his feet, he's going to be able to do his work in you. And that's something that I've learned over and over again by failing several times. And every time I would fail, the father would say, it's okay, pick yourself back up, surrender it again, and get back on your knees. And that's what I did time and time again. And so I started looking up some examples in the Bibles of some um, surrendering, of some people that surrendered, and a few stuck out to me. The story of Esther is one of my favorites. I love Esther and um, her life to intercede for her people. And I I know everybody knows the story of Esther. Um, She surrendered early on because, you know, she was young. She was beautiful. She wanted to go get married and have kids, but God had a different plan for her. And um, she didn't just surrender to God, but she surrendered to her leaders, her authorities, you know, because they knew what the plan was. And so um, she was prepped. And then when she went in, you know, to marry the king and had to go, she said, if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die, but I'm going to go and do the destiny that God told me to do. And so that was a beautiful uh, story of surrendering. Oh, this one kind of stuck out with me when I read this one. I've read this one like for four days in a row, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to go through this one. Prophet Isaiah Went naked and barefooted for three years at God's command. Wow. If my pastor stood up here for three years, I'd say, Lord, I I surrender everything and I'm done. (laughs) Sorry, Johnny. (laughs) Oh, but I was like, I I mean, me and Jacob were going back and forth because I knew it in my mind. But I wanted to understand why would God say go naked? or nearly naked. And it says, God, go and take this sackcloth off your loins and take your shoe off your foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefooted. Wow. And so I had to study that, why it was. And it was, you know, God had Isaiah deliver his message naked and out of control, which was considered one of the most shameful things to happen to a man, so that the people of Egypt would know what could happen to them or what would happen because they were so involved in like idolizing things and but I was just thinking Lord please don't ask me to go preach naked (laughs) because that's not something I could say yes to I don't know (laughs) I would have to drop and say I surrender take whatever you want (laughs) But he had to show them that God was their source and not anything else. And so that was, uh, that was one that kind of was like, okay, that one, stuck out. that one stood out to me. 
And one of my favorite ones in the book, and I've read several times, is Abraham. Genesis 22, 9, 13, where Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. He waited for, I don't know, I think it was 80, something like that when he had him. He waited so long to have this son. It was his only son. And God told him to build an um, altar, take him up to the mountain, and burn him stab him and burn him and he had three days to prepare this altar so he could have backed out at any moment but he never questioned God he never questioned him he said it's your will you told me I'm going to I'm going to trust you I'm going to understand you I'm going to surrender and I'm going to take my only child that I waited 80 something years for to go up there and to sacrifice him to you I mean that's that's a huge sacrifice I mean think about your own kids could you get up there and sacrifice your own kids that's a hard one. Um, but he did it. And he went up there. And God willing, he didn't have to surrender him. <laughs> but something interesting they said on the mountain, it said, um, the mountain was named the Lord will provide. So because he went up there so faithfully and the angel came and told him that it was a mountain that provided for everybody. And the the sacrifice that he was willing to make and the inheritance that he left for his his um, bloodline and for his the inheritance for his kids and their kids and all of that and that's something I think about now when the Lord has been showing me this it's like it's not a sacrifice for me it's a sacrifice for my kids for their kids and their kids and their kids and generations and so it's not asking a lot to sacrifice earthly things or to sacrifice being uncomfortable in those things if this is going to leave an inheritance for their salvation to be in that to me, it's a no-brainer. Take it all. Take it all. If that's, I mean, my grandkids are going to have that inheritance. Take whatever. I'll live in a box, <laughs> you know. And um, I just love that story. I, I've read it so many times. It just, it's great. Um, um, I lost my place in something. Hold on. I guess I didn't put it here. Sorry, y'all. The best example to me, though, is Jesus. He actively... chose God's will over his own. In Isaiah 53, 12, it says Jesus poured out his life. He poured out his life until death and was numbered with transgressors. For he bore the sins of many and made intercession for transgressors. This means that he literally gave up his life and emptied himself out so that we could become full. To me, that is the ultimate sacrifice that he gave his life for us when we were still sinners. We didn't deserve it. And um, thank you, Jesus. He was willing to go up there and say, God, it's your will, not mine. I mean, who wants to get nailed to a cross and tortured and all of that for people that didn't even deserve it? He was willing to do that. So to me, that's the best example. And in Luke twenty two forty two, he said, Father, if you are willing to take this cup for me, 
yet not my will, but your will be done. And so when we, we think about surrender, it's like, Lord, it's not my will. If I'm waiting for a job, if I'm waiting for a bill to get paid, or I'm waiting for my kids to find the Lord, Lord, it's your will, not mine. Take this cup because it's yours. It's, we put burdens on ourselves that's not ours to carry, and that weighs us down. And so, I'm going to close with Matthew 16, 24, because I just love this one. If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life, and you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own, as you continually surrender to my way. So to me, I got out of that is, your flesh must die daily. It doesn't mean there won't be trials, there won't be troubles, there won't be hard times. But you can trust in God and surrender to him because he's faithful. And so when I think about all the trials and all the things Jacob and I were talking about this last night and what the Lord has brought us through from even before I knew the Lord um, and what we've gone through with our own kids and our own marriage and everything, it just... He's going to use every bit of that, and it excites me. It doesn't even break my heart that I had to go through those things for him because what he did for us, he died on the cross when we didn't even deserve it. So if I had to go through those things and surrender it all to him, and if it helps at least one person come to know him, it was all worth it in the end. So hopefully, and I hope this just touches whoever. And reaches out because it's really stirred me up. And um, I'm not done learning about this. And I'm not done seeing what else he has for me. But I, I want to thank our pastors. Because without their leadership, all of them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Because I wouldn't have been out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't have been led in the right direction. Um, Karen, you're such a good mother here. You're such a good mother. You lead with your heart and compassion, and it just glows through you. And I thank you and honor you for that because it, it, it taught me how to know and stay in the secret place. And I don't think if I would have known that, I would have got there, then I w- the Lord wouldn't have been showing me what I'm, what I'm seeing. And so that I honor y'all, all of y'all. So that's all I really got.